Everybody, welcome to the Family Mission Podcast. Hello. We are so glad you have joined us today by hitting that play button. That's right. We know that you can um, be listening to a lot of things, doing a lot of things, and so we're just thankful that you've chosen to join at the table with the Spellmans and Holy Spirit today. Come in, join in, um, and we look forward to this conversation with you today. That's right. We have been on a wonderful topic for a number of weeks and really and what are we talking about? What are we talking about? We're talking about spiritual warfare. <laughs> spiritual warfare. <laughs> and you know, sometimes you may hear that phrase and people go, Whoa, Whoa what are we we're going hard in the paint here today? We uh <laughs> we're going to war. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, if you're gonna have a healthy home, if you're gonna have a healthy marriage, if you're gonna have you healthy children know how. you better know. You better know how. To walk in spiritual warfare. That's right. Because we are, like it or not, when you were born into the earth, you were born on a battlefield. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I mean, you can... You and can, you say that word, I do, and it's to a whole nother level. That's right. And so <laughs> the enemy is against marriage. The enemy yes. is against anything that God is doing in the earth. It's and against the, family. We just happen to be in the way. The enemy is at war with God. And of course, because we are God's children and we're the only ones he can really touch, he can't really get to God. He was, uh, last I checked, evacuated from heaven. Evicted. Evicted. <laughs> evicted. <laughs> Not, yeah, there you go. That's the better word. He was evicted from heaven. So he can't get to God, but he can get to his kids, mm-hmm. and that's you and I. So when we were born into the world, um, we were born on a battleground, and the enemy is at war. Not necessarily even with us. It's don't So don't take it personal. He's yeah. against God. That's a huge key. Just what well, you said there, don't take it personally, because as soon... And that's the devil's tactic. Mm-hmm. That is one of the key um, deceptions he uses is he tries to make us believe that everything is personal. Things people say, actions, you know, even things that he would do or that you would mm-hmm. say, well, just the devil's been on me. Well, it's like the devil has singled out out of the billion people on the planet, <laughs> you, you, and you're the one that if it doesn't make or break and see it because the devil likes to pray, pray upon even just the ego mm-hmm. and the pride that we all have to deal with as people. Well, and let's just take it another step forward in that is it's all in the spiritual realm. Mm-hmm. It's not a natural realm. Yeah. And so if we deal with the devil and we look at spiritual warfare on a natural component, mm-hmm. we've already um we're already halfway um, defeated. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're we've already there with our hand behind our back pretty yeah, much because, mm-hmm. because he wants us to stay natural. The enemy wants us to stay in the natural. He wants us to stay in the flesh realm mm-hmm. and he doesn't want us to live in the spiritual realm. And I'm here today to tell everyone that is listening, you can live in the spirit realm. Mm-hmm. You can be there and, and you can live victoriously there. And even in that, whenever we talk about staying in the natural realm, too, we're talking about even some of the things that naturally you see, unfortunately, 
Hollywood describes as spiritual warfare. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, because because the enemy again, he is using tactics of technology. He's mm-hmm. using different things with influence to try to get us thinking like we're swinging at the sky, or we gotta dress a certain way, or we gotta have this in our house, or we gotta burn this, or have all of those things that are considered a spiritual thing. Mm-hmm. Those things. Let's not let that be the descriptive because that's all carnal, natural. But things that are spiritual. They are light based. So we gotta let the the Bible define what our spiritual warfare is. Exactly. Not, not just not the Hollywood, not just the carnal even realities of the world. Because it says in Second Corinthians ten four, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, like you're saying, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And notice what it says the warfare is. It's casting down uh, imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ, and then having in readiness to revenge uh, in your obedience when your obedience is fulfilled. So it's a matter of what's going on in your mind. That's right. I mean, what's happening in the yeah, mind, that's, that's right. where the, the battle's taking place. That's where the warfare's taking place. The enemy's trying to influence how we think. Well, and then the place that we live from, are we living reactive? And we've talked about this in past podcasts. Are we living in a place of being um, defensive and, and, and reactive? Are we living in a place that we know firmly who we are in Christ and we live from that position of authority on the offensive? Mm-hmm. Because when we live on the offensive, it's because we have a revelation of who we are in Christ. And from that position, from that seat, we're seated with Christ. Scripture says we are seated with Christ in in heavenly places. Amen. We are seated with him at the right hand of the Father in him, in him. So if we're seated in that position... And we're not getting off of that seat and out of that seat, then there's a place of authority and victory, but we got to know who we are in Christ for that to be manifested. That's right. Romans calls us ambassadors in the earth. And an ambassador isn't one who just walks in and starts, you know, duking (laughs) it out. The ambassador operates different. It's still warfare. Mm -hmm. The type of warfare that an ambassador deals with and operates in is more of a discussion it's more words. Mm-hmm. It's, again, not that there isn't anything physical that happens. But again, like we said, these are not physical things we're fighting. So even in that warfare element, it is a trust. It's it's a different mindset. And that's something yeah. that we can begin operating in. We can begin walking in. And it's something that it happens by the Holy Spirit. Like you said, whenever our identity is truly revealed, because then we're not prone to the deception of trying to get in there and work and work and work and, you know, just spin our wheels, so to speak. <laughs> it's important to just maintain a mindset of mm-hmm. being, like you said, Kim, in Christ. And again, the enemy's always going to try to pull. He wants the game on his playing field. Wants our identity. He wants, he wants to pull, he wants to, us to play according to his rules. Mm-hmm. That's where he has the ability to bring his tactics in, which is what we want to get into next as we go to Ephesians chapter six, where we've been for a couple weeks now. And if you didn't catch last week, you can pick it up obviously by just going back on the podcast platform. But we did talk about in Ephesians six ten about being empowered, empowered through our union with him. And so our yes. union with him 
that positions us with him. Our union with him positions us with, with him so that when we speak, we're not speaking just from the earth or just from the flesh and out of the flesh. We're speaking from a place of authority, a place of dominion. That's right. A place like we just talked about as a true ambassador of the kingdom we speak from that place. So let's go back to Ephesians 6 and 10. That confidence that comes with that. Isn't that good? Amen. It is good. So, Well, and and whenever you're talking about an ambassador, an ambassador is a representative of a kingdom. And so if we're looking at our life as we are representatives of the kingdom of heaven, I mean, we, that's a different, that's a different position. That's a different way of thinking. It's a, it's a different flow. It's a different way of flowing. And so when we, when we position ourselves and we know the authority in which we have and the position in which we hold, I mean, an ambassador doesn't just walk in anywhere and act any old way. Mm-hmm. There is a flow of that position. And so part of spiritual warfare is understanding the position in which we have been given and all the authority that is in that position and then exercising it to its fullest. Amen. And we want, and again, at family mission, what we're really wanting to emphasize is how this operates in your home. Come on. A, a lot of times we're real comfortable moving like this when we're in a corporate assembly, whether it's a home fellowship, a, a church assembly, or maybe a conference. Man, we move with prayer God. Meeting. We move with, yeah, we mm-hmm. move in prayer. We move in dominion. We move in authority. And those are awesome. There's, there's a, there's a corporate anointing. That, that you, you can only get in a corporate anointing. Exactly. That's, you know, I've said it for years that there's some things you can only get alone with God, but there's other things you can only get when you're with the body. The same thing is true. Certain realms of spiritual authority, you're only going to do corporately. Mm-hmm. You're only going to do it when you're united with other believers. But there's other things you're going to have to deal with at home. That's right. You're going to deal with it alone with your spouse. You're going to deal with it alone with your family. You're going to deal with Maybe sometimes one-on-one, you're going to fight some battles on the inside of yourself through your own personal prayer, fasting, seeking God, you know, pressing in. So we're talking about specifically here at Family Mission, how this looks in the home. That's right. How this is played out in the home. And so as we get into Ephesians 6 again, um, going to verse 10, Dan, do you have that pulled up? Mm-hmm. Um, yes, sir. Um, let's just do a quick review here. You didn't see Ephesians. it, but we just did a fist bump. A, a fist, <laughs> fist bump. We, see, we can crisp one. There oh, there we go. <laughs> Hopefully the mic picked it up. <laughs> so why don't you just grab the first, like, verses 10 and 11, then I'm going to have Sam read it. He found the complete Jewish Bible, and that had some really good things, too. But why don't you go first, Dan? Okay. In conclusion, be strong in the Lord and draw your strength from him and be empowered through your union with him and in the power of his boundless might. Mm. Put on the full armor of God, for his precepts are like a splendid, the splendid armor of a heavily armed soldier, so that you may be able to successfully stand up against all the schemes and the strategies and the deceits of the devil. Amen. Amen. Why don't you read that in the complete Amen. Jewish? That's powerful. Verse 10. Finally, grow powerful in union with the Lord, in union with his mighty strength. 
Use all the armor and weaponry that God provides so that you will be able to stand against the deceptive tactics of the adversary. Mm. You know, when you read those two versions, that was the Amplified and then, of course, the complete Jewish version. I like how, it again, it emphasizes the union, be Mm -hmm. empowered through your union. But then it gets into, and I like the complete Jewish, it talks about the weaponry, you know, not only the the armor, which he gets into here in Ephesians 6, but then the weaponry. And then it highlights the enemy, what he brings against us. Again, it's not power. It's strategies. It's deceits. It's tactics. And I think sometimes when we talk about spiritual warfare, it may not be stated, but sometimes we feel like we're coming against the power of the devil. And some people may even say that, you know, well, he's he's got some power. And again, we're not going to try to split a theological hair on this, but what we do want to highlight here today is that really what we're up against is his strategies, Mm -hmm. the way he works, the way he tries to pull us in the flesh, get us in the flesh, get us thinking naturally, get us thinking carnally. Like we said about in the beginning of the program, he tries to make it about us. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times that's one of the first ways he can get us in the flesh. It's the first way that he can get us, you know, all tangled up and playing according to his rules is he makes it about us. He makes it personal rather than us realizing that we're not just wrestling naturally. We're not just wrestling just to win our victory. No, we're in union with Christ. We're empowered through our union with him. And so we recognize different ways he comes against us. And I wanted to really highlight that because that was at the beginning of our conversation here today was that the enemy loves to make it personal. He loves to make it about us. Yeah, and and I believe even in that, one of the heavy tactics, because you said, you know, the devil tries to pull us down. Mm-hmm. You know, and what does what does pulling us down mean? It gets our minds, because again, like you said earlier, Mom, we are seated in heavenly places. Mm-hmm. So having that be the reality, which we allow our thoughts to think, because you talk about the warfare being pulling down thoughts, casting down idle thoughts. In Romans 8, verse 7, it says, The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. And it does not submit to God's way, and it cannot do so. Hmm. In other words, see, if the devil can just get us thinking fleshly, thinking carnally, thinking just about the natural realm, the people we're dealing with, right? Mm -hmm. Those things, if that becomes the way that we see and the lens that we see life through, that we see, quote, spiritual warfare through, then we're thinking in the flesh. And that mindset is always going to be at enmity with the spirit. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be thinking spiritually. Pardon me. It's not going to be thinking spiritually, but we'll actually be thinking carnally. And again, that becomes where we come in that uh, earlier. You, mm-hmm. One of you guys said it takes us down where we're on his playing field. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, if we come down there, that's when we're on that playing field. But that Romans 8 passage, it says the mind of Christ or the mind of God is at enmity with the flesh. Mm-hmm. So understanding that even, am I thinking naturally or am I thinking spiritually and only the scripture can help us discern between the spirit and the soul, mm-hmm. right? You know, a lot of times we, um, I know Kim and I, we've had a lot of conversation with it and a lot of years of, of practice, you know, because that's another thing about spiritual warfare I want to encourage you with today. You know, just like you're being trained as a soldier, it takes practice. 
you know, don't think just because you, you know, you take a swing and, and, you know, you drop your sword or, you know, there's a sparks fly and the, and the sword drops, you think, oh, well, okay, I lost. And so I'm just never going to fight again. You know, pick up the sword again, you know, pick up the word again, pick up your faith again, pick up your righteousness again, pick up the truth again. Don't, don't just because you maybe had a, a stumble or a fall that you just, then you just lay down. You know what I'm saying? There's just a lot of practice required. I mean, marriage takes practice. Mm-hmm. Yes, it does. Parenting takes practice. You mm-hmm. know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I, Dad and I looked at each other, and I think we both had the same thought fly through our head. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I think what he's thinking about is, you know, I have a theory. That is exactly what I'm thinking. <laughs> it, it's not It's not necessarily sound theology, but it's just a, a theory, a thought I had one time. Maybe why did God give the firstborn like a double blessing? Because, I mean, that's what the Bible says, firstborn gets the double blessing. Which, by the way, is good news for us because Jesus is the firstborn. So we Come get on. double blessing. And we're in union with him, Come so we on. get the double blessing. Good, that's some good news. <laughs> <laughs> but on a completely kind of maybe funny note, maybe not funny, but I uh, I thought one time there might be one other reason why the firstborn gets the double blessing is because basically parents are learning on that first child. They're practicing <laughs> everything they read in the books, everything they heard in church. Yeah. They're, they're going to practice, you know, their their discipline uh Strategy. They're going to practice their nutrition strategy. They're going to practice all different mm-hmm. kinds of things on that firstborn. You know. Um, anyway, it's just you know. It's just, so when you're the saying, Lord just says, "Hey, I'm going to give him a little extra sauce because you know <laughs> mom and dad's learning on him." And that practice, and that's important. Again, like we're saying, it's it's a working out and it's a walking. That's the beauty about what God's given us in this time. Mm-hmm. You know, when He created time, He gave us the opportunity to grow. Yeah. And so let's take that advantage of that. Don't let that be a hindrance, mm-hmm. but let that be encouraging. That hey, if I fell down today. God's given me the gift of tomorrow. That's right. You know, and, and looking forward to that, that tomorrow's going to be better than today. You know, mm-hmm. today maybe I got a little bit in the flesh. Maybe my mind just, you know, I took a little left turn and took a detour. Mm-hmm. But at least I know I'm going to get back on the road because the Holy Spirit can guide me back. Yeah, and there's an important thing in that, too, is to not, you know, when we when we emphasize God's redemption, it's not saying, hey, we just excuse bad behavior or that we just excuse a mistake and like, no big deal. I made a mistake. You got to forgive me. It's not about that. It's not about going to the place where we just excuse bad behavior or we excuse a, a mistake, but we do seek repentance. We do seek change. And we realize we're in a process of, of practicing his presence, practicing the truth. It literally says that in First John, practice the truth. Truth is one of the biggest parts of spiritual warfare. It's the belt holding everything else up. Mm-hmm. So we've got to practice staying in the truth. Mm-hmm. We've got to practice, and I know Kim and I, we've talked about this a lot, that you know, in the realm of communication, that's where the enemy really tries to get in a lot of times. You know, as far as working his tactics, you know, when you're communicating with your spouse or you're communicating with your children or they're communicating with you, that realm of communication, the enemy loves then to try to get it in the flesh, try to pull it into the flesh about, you know, how how the words made them feel. And he really tries to work that angle. These what's it say there in the complete Jewish and um, Ephesians 610? What's he 
What's he talk about? It says, use all the armors, verse 11, and weaponry God provides so that you will be able to stand against the deceptive tactics. Yeah, the deceptive tactics. of the adversary. We're not struggling against human beings, but we're struggling against rulers, authorities, cosmic powers governing the darkness, and against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realm. Verse uh, 13, so take up every piece of war equipment Mm. that God provides so that when the evil day comes, you will be able to resist. And when the battle is won, you will still be standing. Amen. Amen. This is then, man, this is really good. Verse 14, therefore, Stan, you talked about the belt of truth. It says, therefore, stand, exclamation point, having the belt of truth buckled around your waist and put on the righteousness for a breastplate and wear on your feet the readiness which comes from the good news of peace. Always carry the shield of trust or the shield of faith with which you will be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one and take upon your head the helmet of deliverance along with the sword given by the spirit that is the word of God. Amen. So th- those things, that's mm. that armor. Armor. Amen. So as we work towards the close of our conversation today, just just take some of these things that we've kind of highlighted throughout today's conversation, starting with kind of the very first thing that, you know, don't let the enemy pull you into a place where he's just making it about you. Um, realize it's not personal. I mean, when the running back gets the football, you know, it doesn't matter what number on, on his back. It's the fact that he has the ball. He then becomes the target. You know, you have Christ in you. And, and by virtue of being born again, being a Christian, you become a target. It's not personal against you. You're just someone who bears the image and likeness of God. So the enemy's going to attack. He's going to attack your marriage. He's going to attack your family. He's going to attack your finances. He's going to try to attack your health. Don't let it be personal, but just bind yourself to the truth and realize, I think the other thing really highlighted today was the importance of practice. Mm-hmm. You know, spiritual warfare takes practice. And realize we're not wrestling against the power of the devil. We're wrestling against his tactics. Amen? Amen. Amen. That's right. Amen. So thank you so much for listening to the Family Mission Podcast. It's all about discernment. Yes. And the Lord's given us discernment on all these things. The Holy Spirit wants you equipped. He wants you strong. He wants you standing so that you can overcome the wiles, the tactics of the enemy. So again, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Check the description for information about us and what's going on in the ministry. And uh, we will see you guys next time on the Family Mission Podcast. Shalom. Shalom.